Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. This morning, do you want the good news first or the bad news first? I'm sure many times in your life you've asked people that same question. Hey, man, or hey, girl, you want the good news or you want the bad news first? Or people come up to us and say, hey, Jimmy, you want the good news first or the bad news first? Um, I don't remember me ever saying, give me the good news first. Uh, I'm sure maybe I have, and I don't remember people ever really telling me, give me the good news first. Uh, it seems like the nature of us human beings is, if there's going to be good news and bad news, it seems like we want the bad news first. I think maybe because we get the good news and we can go away from that conversation you know, feeling better with good news and bad news. I don't know, but it just seems like most people want the bad news first if it's bad news and good news. And so I'm assuming you want the bad news first this morning. <laughs> that ought to encourage your day. Here's the bad news. Jesus said that the thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief came to steal and kill and to destroy. <clears throat> we know the thief is the enemy, Satan, Beelzebub, Lucifer, the devil. He came, his mission, his purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the bad news. Then Jesus kicked in the good news, but I am come that they might have life and have that life more abundantly. And so the good news is, even though the thief came, and he still comes, to steal, to kill, and destroy, Jesus came that we might have life, everlasting life, and that life more abundantly, in other words, to the fullest. Jesus came that we might live life to the fullest, the abundant life. Now, I'm, I'm just thinking here, I'm just thinking here, that encompassed in that abundant life is a life of provision, a life of provision, to know that not only has God provided for us eternal life, that God has provided for us here on this earth everything we will ever need this side of heaven. Yesterday, I was talking to you about the fact that God is the source of my supply. Well, this morning, I want to add on to that a little bit and say to you that God is still the source of my supply. If God is the source of your supply, just tell yourself right now, hey, God is the source of my supply. Now, I learned that biblically years ago, reading the Bible, and I, the more I began to read the Bible and study the Bible, like many places, I found that it doesn't say it in these exact words, but the gist of it is God is the source of my supply. Like 633, 633 we've been looking at this week. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What Jesus was saying is, seek first the kingdom, and God will be the source of your supply. And so today I want us to consider that, that, that God is still the source of my supply. So I've, I learned that biblically, and I've given our testimony at Celebration Church many, many times. Vicki and I learned that experientially when I was 22 years old, uh, almost 40 years ago, um, when I was without a job, without an income, and on paper we were not able to pay our bills, and yet somehow all of our bills were paid. 
um, and that miracle, ongoing miracle, was taking place because Vicky and I were learning the biblical principles of God being the source of our supply, and we were putting them into practice, and somehow, man, supernaturally, God met all of our needs, but on paper, financially, it just did not compute. And one of those principles, uh, biblical principles that we learned, is found in Philippians chapter number four. Paul is closing out his writing to the church at Philippi, and it's a little book, a little letter of joy. He mentions joy so many times. And if you read the letter carefully, I'm going to read part of this in, in the Common English Bible. It's a thank you note to the Philippian believers from Paul to them because they had financially supported, and with prayer also, uh, the ministry of the gospel that he was um, fulfilling. So 410 says, I was very glad in the Lord because now at last you have shown concern for me again. Of course, you were always concerned, but you had no way to show it. I'm not saying this because I need anything, for I have learned to be content in every circumstance. I know the experience of being in need and having more than enough, I've learned the secret to being content in any and every circumstance, whether full or hungry, or whether having plenty or being poor. I can endure all things through the power of the one who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Listen now. Still you've done well to share my distress. You Philippians know from the time of my first mission work in Macedonia how no church shared in supporting my ministry except you. You sent contributions repeatedly. They sent money to take care of my needs even when I was in Thessalonica. I'm not hoping for a gift. In other words, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not asking, I'm not asking you for a gift for a profit. Excuse me, I'm not asking for a gift, but I'm hoping for a profit that accumulates to your account. So Paul says, when you give to me, something's going into your account. And obviously, God is using you to meet my needs financially. But when you do that, something's going into your account. Now listen to Philippians 4.18. I now have... Plenty, and it is more than enough. I am full to overflowing because I received the gift, and it was a monetary gift, that you sent from Epaphroditus. Those gifts give off a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice that pleases God. Now watch this. Verse 19, this is one of the most taken out of context scriptures. My God will meet your every need out of his riches and glory that is found in Christ Jesus. How many times has somebody quoted to you when you were going through a tough time? The word of God says that uh, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we go, yes and amen. And they tell you, that's a promise of God. Yes. But there's a prerequisite there. Paul is writing to a people that have embraced generosity, kingdom generosity, and kingdom giving. And they were using the resources as good stewards, that God had put in their possession to share with others that were sharing the gospel around the world. That's who he's writing to, people that were um, expressing generosity through financial giving to advance the kingdom of God. Okay, if you have that so far, shake your head. I got it. Okay, so that's who he's writing to. To those people, he said, but my God shall supply all your need. What he's saying is God used you to supply my need. And because of your generosity, now I'm telling you, my God will supply everything you need. That's what Vicki and I learned almost 40 years ago. 
experientially. When we began to practice principles of generosity, kingdom giving, kingdom generosity, we found, it doesn't make sense, but God himself supplies all of our need. So this morning, I want to leave you with this. God is still the source of my supply. 40 years later, 40 years later, and if you're giving generously to share the gospel, I can tell you today, but your God shall supply everything you need. Say it out loud. Shout it right now. God is the source of my supply.